This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. And welcome to the best show on your radio. You know it better as Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for hitting it with us on the ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80. And don't forget to tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. We get you ready for the second half of the NBA season. And nobody does it better when it comes to numbers, knowing players, knowing analytics, all that good stuff. You're always going to be more smarter. Anytime Andre Snell is ESPN Senior Writer stops by. Great follow on Twitter, Professor Driz. That's Dr. Z. He's here in studio on Freddie and Harry. Before we get to the Bucks and the Celtics, Western favorites, all that doesn't matter because we need to know. Andre Snell came in before the show got started. He's having a conversation with our producer, Shannon Penn. And before he comes into the studio, Harry and everybody says, man, are my feet slippery? When I heard that, I said, that's where we're starting. So, Andre, I, I don't want to say the floor is yours because you'll slip and fall and try to sue me. So, I don't want that. so, why are your feet slippery before you came in here? Well, see, first of all, I'm not really a manicure, pedicure kind of guy. Okay. But Valentine's Day just passed, and yeah. me and the wife said we're going to go have a spa day, okay. you know, for Valentine's Day. And, and I, you know, we went in there uh, before I came here. And I got a pedicure, and okay. it turns out when you get a pedicure, that your feet are slippery. My th- my toes is is, is sliding. It, it's, it's very soft and supple, you know. And, and <laughs> supple, <laughs> supple, you say? Shaggling, shaggling. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, ain't, ain't nothing wrong with it. I'm rolling with my slippery feet today. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what's funnier, what you just said, or the look on Harry's face, because Harry is like, how do we get that? Corner of Feet Boulevard and Arch Avenue. Hey, you know what? I, I got some precious tender feet today, and they they nice and soft. But Dre, let me ask you this though: like you get in that pedicure, uh-huh. how did it feel? Uh-huh. How did you like it? Yeah. It was cool. It was it was different. You know, um, uh-huh. uh, I'm, I'm in there with the wife. It was chill environment. You know, the music oh, yeah. was playing, and mm-hmm. and yeah, you know. I mean, somebody's essentially massaging yes, my feet, are. you know? Yeah. I, I'm not going to yeah. complain about that at all. Yeah. I like I like my feet being massaged. I go get pedicures all the time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, all you know. the time. And, yeah. you know, I like my feet being rubbed yeah. on. Uh-huh. I'm going to build up to that. I'm going to build up to that. <laughs> I just stick with I, I'm, I'm not like a manicure, pedicure kind of guy, but I always take, my wife will tell you, I take care of my nails. I take care of my feet. You, okay. do, you will never see this brother with crusty feet. Mm-mm. Oh, no, see, I no. do. I do both. I, I get my manicures too. Oh, Yo, yeah. Okay. So, uh, so my we, feet are not crusty today. That's about as far as I can go. <laughs> <laughs> as as so what you're saying, Dre? They're nice and oily. They they're oiled up. There, there you go. There you go. And, and, and today and, and supple as well when it comes to that. Andre Snell, ESPN senior writer, studio, and Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Let's Let's get to more slippery subjects. Yes, sir. Starting the Boston Celtics. I look at this team and I say, you know what? And Harry agrees with me. This is their NBA championship to lose. If not now, when? If not, them who? What are your thoughts on what I believe that this should be the year for a championship in Boston when it comes to the Celtics? Yeah, I mean, it's all lined up for them. You know, y- y'all just made the comparison of them in the 49ers. In a way, I would compare them with the Ravens. Like this okay. was the year that okay. the Ravens, you know, it all lined up. Their their competition wasn't as strong. And with the Celtics, you look at what's going on in Milwaukee. The question marks there. You look at un- the unfortunate injury of Joel Embiid, and and though the the Sixers and the Bucks were the two teams that were supposed to challenge the Celtics in the East. And you know, I, I love what's going on in Cleveland and New York. But anytime your two strongest competitors are struggling. 
they they should be able to at least get out of the East. The West is just a minefield, yeah. but you know they should be able to get through to the finals and then see what happens once they get there. Yeah. So for the Boston Celtics, how much of a, of a difference is Christoph Porzingis going to be able to be for the Celtics in playoff basketball when you have that third guy that you can go to faithfully? Yeah, absolutely. Porzingis and and Holiday too. I think those were the two biggest areas that they were missing in recent playoff runs. You know, Jason Tatum's great. Jalen Brown's great. But I would always say that they needed some offense from the interior. But more than that, when the games get close, they needed a floor general, somebody that could settle things down because Tatum and Brown are more scorers. They needed a facilitator. And so with, with the two of them added to the mix, it's we've already seen what it's looked like in the regular season. But I think their, their difference could be even more pronounced in the postseason when the games slow down and it's half court and you have to be able to produce in the half court. I, I think that both of those new additions could be why the Celtics maybe get over the top. Well, how much of that has helped Jason Tatum to be more of that playmaker down the stretch? Yeah, so Tatum, in, in recent years, he's been developing, right? He started off as a pure scorer and he's been working on becoming more of a playmaker. The problem when it got in the clutch situations is his handle. His handle wasn't quite strong enough to be a point guard and when the opponents, you know, Jimmy Butler, once they started really pressing on him, Mm -hmm. his turnovers were always through the roof in the conference finals and the finals. So having uh, Drew Holiday and and even, you know, what he's getting out of Derek White – that takes the pressure off of him. So when he does want to be a playmaker, the opponents can't just press him. And I think that will help uh, along with his development, you know, his his whole uh, uh, postseason outlook. And that's something that we actually seen within the last two playoff series. And we've seen Jason Tatum have a lot of turnovers mm-hmm. because he had to own a lot of that uh, responsibility. Now you have other guys to be able to handle that. Yep. And you don't have to be the forefront of it all. Now, let's talk about the Milwaukee Bucks because this team, to me, before the All-Star break, they lost to the Miami Heat without Jimmy Butler. Then they lost to the Memphis Grizzlies without Morant, Jaron Jackson Jr., Desmond Bain, and Marcus Smart. A whole bunch of G League guys, 10-day contract guys. Uh do you think they will figure this thing out at some point, Trey? They better. Um, <laughs> you know, what your man Skip Dick said, you know, you got to handle it to be handled. Um, <laughs> so, My brother Love has never gotten this much love at man, any given I'm time telling in you, South Carolina uh, man, in his life. I can there's, promise there's you There's nothing that. like a line coming from Mr. Dix. Handle or be handled, boy. <laughs> I'm not sure if we should pause or not. <laughs> but um, I know one of us better. <laughs> but, you know, when it, when it comes to the Bucks. When they traded for Damian Lillard, I thought they had the potential to be the best team in the NBA. Mm -hmm. I think Lillard and Giannis should be the best one-two combo, particularly on offense, that we've seen since Kobe and Shaq. They have not been that. More importantly, the defense has completely fallen away. They are not going to win unless they figure out and learn how to defend at a high level again. Mm -hmm. That was part of the reason that they brought Doc in. He's supposed to be good at at managing big personalities, getting you know Dame and and, and, and Giannis on the same page. And historically, his team defenses have been you know good for different reasons. And so you know those two things were where they thought Doc would help them. Now, it hasn't looked good through these first 10 games. I think maybe they can look to the Clippers after they traded for James Harden. Right. They looked horrible for about two or three weeks. Right. And then they've barely lost since. So there is hope that they can turn it around. I personally think that Giannis is the one that he's the key to this. And it's in a way that I don't know that he's faced before. So it'll be interesting to see how he does it. I think that Giannis, I've always said his game is like, you know, LeBron and Kevin Dar- uh, Garnett had a baby. And, <laughs> you know, He's been with 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 Dame coming in. 
he's been more LeBron when he needs to be more KG. He needs to focus. He needs to be that defensive captain. He was the defensive player of the year. Right. You know, he's got that talent. He needs to show, like KG did when he went to Boston, that I'm running this side of the court and our defense is going to be nice. And then on offense, you know, he can still be a, a, a alpha scorer, but he needs to, you know, Cede some of that responsibility to Dame because right. that's how Dame can be maximized. And if Dame is maximized and Giannis can be maximized more on defense, now you're talking. Now the team can move forward. Right now they're just taking turns and it's just not helping really on either side of the ball. Great stuff, Andre Snellings, ESPN senior writer when it comes to all things basketball and also boxing, everything else, joining us here on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. I want you to hear something that J.J. Reddick, ESPN NBA analyst, had to say on first take today where he said, he is tired of it when it comes to this and Doc Rivers. I've seen the trend for years. What's the trend? The trend is always making excuses. Get Doc, we get it. Taking over a team in the middle of the season is hard. It's hard. We get it. Just like getting traded in the middle of the season is hard for a player. We it's get hard. it. But it's, it's always hard. an excuse. <laughs> it's always throwing your team under the bus. They lose to Memphis. Oh, it's his players. Memphis was playing G League guys and two-way guys. And then you look at his quotes over the weekend. Now he wants to take credit. For the James Harden trade to the Clippers working out, he wants credit for that. There's just no, <laughs> there's never accountability with that guy. It's hard. It's hard. And he's got to take accountability because it's hard, according to J.J. Reddick, ESPN NBA Alice. You heard he had to say. Dre, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, well, first of all, like, J.J.'s voice was so high, I thought that was Mad Dog. I didn't know that was J.J. <laughs> when the clip first started. Well done. Um, well done. But, yeah, so he's got a point, right? Doc comes in with a track record that has some high points and some low points, right? And he has won a championship, you know, with the team. I referenced Kevin Garnett back in 08, but there's been a lot of playoff failures, maybe too strong a word, but maybe it's not. There's been a lot of those through the years. And, you know, Doc has to own his part of that. Like, it can't always be someone else's fault. Right. And, you know, but I kind of feel like, his message before the break, the, you know, half the team was here, half was in Cabo. I think that was a motivation tactic. I think he's coming in trying to uh, use that as, you know, what are they, a teachable moment. Like, yeah. th- this is like a, hey, I'm, I'm shining the light. I'm going to apply pressure. And it's hard to do when you have when you're just getting there. You know, if you just arrived, it's hard to be the one that applies the pressure. But he's the head coach. That's what he has to do. And so, you know, we'll see coming out of the break whether that message was received. The Freddie and Harry podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. 
Plus, you can send with confidence knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Well, let's get on this flight and head out west to the Western Conference. When you look at the top four teams, the Minnesota Timberwolves, OKC Thunder, the Clippers, and the Denver Nuggets, in your opinion, who is the favorite to come out of the West, out of those teams? Wow. Okay. So mm-hmm. I think that the Nuggets have earned that respect that, mm-hmm. you know, with, with what they did last season, that until someone knocks them off their square, they, they should get to be the favorites. It doesn't matter that right now they're the four seed. If, especially if they have home court advantage, they've proven that they can step up in the postseason. But there's, a, you know, each of those teams has a story. The Clippers, as I pointed out earlier, since they traded for Kawhi, I mean, I'm sorry, since they traded for James Harden and got things straight. It, since December 1st, their win percentage when Kawhi Leonard plays, it was 86 something, 86% before the last, right before going into the break. I think they lost a game or two. Uh-huh. But they, essentially, they played like the best team in the NBA with Harden on the, I mean, I'm sorry, with Kawhi on the court in the last three months. So if they continue at that pace, they're probably going to be the one seed going into the, into the playoffs. The, the the Oklahoma City Thunder, they're a young squad. You know, I, I feel like this is all gravy, that this guy here may be a little before they expected. I'm sure they want to win, but I think of those four teams, they're the, the one that I would maybe have a, at the bottom of the four. Okay. And then the Timberwolves, y'all know I'm high on the Timberwolves. Y'all know that I thought that they were going to be this last year. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I do like the fact that they've got some veterans. They're not just all young guys. You know, Anthony Edwards is, is young. But I think part of the reason it didn't work last year was that Carl Anthony Towns missed 60 games. And he's back and playing this season, and he doesn't necessarily get the attention because of Edwards and Gobert. But the three of them together, they're a big three that has the type of synergy that I'm looking for with the Bucks, And right. so... I think that makes them a stronger threat to come out than the odds on, say, ESPN bet would suggest. ESPN NBA analyst and senior writer Andre Snellings in studio and Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. So I was going to ask the question, and you answered it for me. Mm-hmm. If I gave you Oklahoma City Thunder or the Minnesota Timberwolves, which team is more likely to drop off in the second half? I'm betting you're taking Oklahoma City. What are you seeing from them that you believe they could be ripe for a drop-off, even though they're near the top of the West? instead of Minnesota Timberwolves, who are right there with them at the top of the West? Well, so first of all, the last question you asked about was who was coming out of the West. So that's a playoffs question. I don't necessarily think the Thunder is going to slow down in the second half of the season. I think, you know, the way Shea Gilgis-Alexander's playing and the way their, their squad is set up, they're able to, you know, defend and, and, and run teams off the court, uh, in the regular season. And, And Shea, he's perfected this mid range game. He always leads the NBA and drives, and it's the type of offense that's reliable, especially in the regular season. I think they'll continue to be there to the very end. And I think he has a good chance to win the MVP. Okay. But when we're talking the postseason, we're talking size matters, right? And, you know, we, the reason I think that the Nuggets had such an easy task last season is they didn't face any teams big enough to, to, to slow down Jokic. Well, Minnesota has that size, you know, and, and Gobert and Carl Anthony Towns. And I think that that plays a difference. And then also, as, as I mentioned, youth. You know, the, the Thunder are, what, the second youngest team in second the NBA? Second youngest team in the league, yeah. And, and 
it's very rare that you see a team that young come in and make immediate noise in the postseason. So, you know, it's no disrespect to them. I think they're in a wonderful position. They still got 37 first-round picks in the next few years. <laughs> you know, they could continue to build around this squad. But I think that for this particular season of the teams that we talked about, I would say they're the ones that in the postseason I'm a little bit more hesitant on than the others. You got Shannon Penn excited about the Knicks. You got Freddie <laughs> Coleman excited about the Knicks. You got Stephen A. on all every platform. He's on Orange and Blue Skies, everybody. Orange and Blue Skies. You got people running around New York. Go, New York. Go, New York. Go. What? You got a lot going on right now when you're talking about the Knicks. Jalen Brunson, you know what I'm going to say. Three words. That boy bad. Yes, sir. But, the, but when you look at the Knicks and their chances of making a deep playoff run, what do you think it comes down to at the end of the day, Dre? Uh, health, first and foremost. First of all, anytime you drop a dat boy badge, you need like a pew, pew, pew or something to like go off. Yeah. Like that, that, that's your catchphrase. <laughs> you, you, you know, Shannon, we got to emphasize this. That's true. But that's um, true. but yeah, the, the Knicks, <laughs> they're a team that since they traded for OG Ananobi, they have all it takes to be a problem in the postseason. There are always questions, okay, well, is Jalen Brown uh, MVP level or is he, you know, 1B or do they need another superstar? Yes, they could use another superstar. But with Jalen Bronson and Julius Randle, they have the two of them together make the kernel of an offense that's very difficult to slow down. Right. And that's what it, it, the superstars, which you, you, the reason you depend on them in the postseason is they, they're able to consistently produce no matter what the opponent does to them. I think with Brunson and Randall together, opponents can't focus on either one enough to slow them down. Mm -hmm. So they have almost that superstar type impact okay. um, as far as their, their, their postseason uh, prognostication goes. But then you've taken that offense and now with OG Ananobi there to be the defensive captain. And I think they've brought in every Villanova Wildcat that's won a national championship <laughs> in the last like 10 years. So they've got this team full of just dogs, the guys that make it really difficult to play against them. Mm -hmm. And so the question is, is, okay, will Mitchell Robinson come back healthy? Will Julius Randle come back healthy? OG Ananobi's been out. If everybody is healthy, then they're a, a team that nobody wants to face. If they're injured, well, then all bets are off. Okay. If I say, and your choices are the Indiana Pacers or the Dallas Mavericks, Woo. who's a sneakier team that could really go on a pretty decent run in the playoffs? Those are excellent, excellent sneaky, sneaky teams. So I'll say it like this. That, you know, I think that the Mavericks, I've actually, um, I'm probably writing an article that's going to run uh, okay. on Thursday or Friday of this week about the Mavericks okay. and about how, you know, they entered the break on a six-game win streak. But more than that, they really did well, in my opinion, at the trade deadline. I agree. They traded for two big men, and that was the biggest need on the team. So if Luka and Kyrie are able to stay relatively healthy down the stretch, then they're a team that nobody really wants to face. But the question that you asked, who can make more of a run in the playoffs, mm -hmm. the West is a monster. Like every, you know what I'm saying? Like the West goes eight to 10 deep with teams that you have to really think what happens if we play this team? Whereas the East is a lot more wide open. Sure. So when, when, you know, you look at the Pacers and the fact that we've still never seen Tyrese Halliburton and Pascal Siakam 
fully healthy playing together. And they already showed before Siakam got there that they could be like that Steve Nash run and gun, get you off the court kind of team. With Siakam there to to maybe be the Sean Marion um, to to uh, Halliburton sure. Steve Nash. That's a good comparison. They, they, they are a team that can make some noise, and the East is a little bit more wide open for that. And, and one of the things too, I mentioned to Freddie earlier. You look at the Indiana Pacers; they're one and three versus the Milwaukee Bucks this season. They're three and one. It's, yeah. Yeah, three and one, excuse me. Yeah, mm-hmm. as crazy as that sounds, mm-hmm. uh, they've been able a team that we thought was going to be the favorite coming out in the East before the season even started. When Damian Lillard went to them, they basically run them off the court every time they played them. Yeah, so they're built to beat a team that doesn't play defense. And Milwaukee, especially in that, because they played a lot around the tournament and then like December and early January, that was kind of the peak of Milwaukee saying, you know what, we're only going to try to outscore you. Right. And at that point, <laughs> at that point, the Pacers and the Bucks, their their points per game average were two of the six highest to- uh, mm-hmm. averages in NBA history mm-hmm. um, because neither team was playing defense. And, and so, yeah, if the Bucks keep playing like that, then they don't want no part to the Pacers. Great NBA knowledge and great NBA feet. He is Andre Snell, <laughs> ESPN senior writer. Always great with the knowledge. Always great with the analytics as well and putting that all together. It's a great job as an ESPN senior writer. Hit him on Twitter at Professor Driz. That's DRZ joining us in studio on Freddie and Harry. I always appreciate you, Dre. Thank you so much, my yes, man. We'll sir, do it thanks again for having soon. me. And he's going to be our every Tuesday appearance. And I guarantee you, we will get a Tootsie's <laughs> update next week on how that's going for Andre when he joins us in studio. You can join us on Twitter anytime you want at Coleman ESPN and HDougs83 and join us in the Freddie Harry call-in line at Triple H say ESPN. That is 888-729-3776. The Dallas Cowboys made a sneaky move to help their organization. It's a damn shame they won't take advantage of it. We'll tell you about that next on ESPN Radio. This is the Freddie and Harry Podcast on ESPN Radio. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. He's Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Don't forget about some Sirius XM Channel 80 and always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Cowboys fans are tired of the Cowboys playing Texas Hold'em. 
it has not worked out for them. It's worked out for Beyonce and her new country album, but not for the Dallas Cowboys. But they made a sneaky move. It's too bad they won't take advantage of it. Now, Jimmy Johnson, Hall of Fame football coach in the Cowboys' ring of honor, brought the first of two, three championships to Jerry Jones when he took over the Dallas Cowboys. He said to Joe Rose on WQAM 560 AM in Miami, and I quote, Since the ring of honor, I'm on Jerry Jones' advisory board now. We were talking on the phone. I talked to him about an hour after his Green Bay loss, and he was talking about what he needed to do because he had big decisions on Mike McCarthy and Dan Quinn and Dak Prescott. Everything is hunky-dory now. I'm back in the fold with the Dallas Cowboys. End quote. That's all well and good. It's too bad, Harry Douglas, that Jerry Jones is not going to take advantage of the advice when it comes to a guy like Jimmy Johnson, who knows exactly how to put a championship product on the field when he essentially did it three times. I know Barry Switzer won one. That was with Jimmy Johnson's players and Jimmy Johnson's culture. As far as I'm concerned, he brought Jerry Jones the three championship trophies that he has in his case down at the Star in Dallas. And I will remind everyone listening right now, it was January of 1996, um, the last time that the Dallas Cowboys actually made an NFC championship game. Sorry, Ooh. Freddie, I hate to bring it don't be, up. Don't be sorry about the truth. The truth you know, is undefeated. Sometimes, and it shall set us all free. <laughs> uh, when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys, and, and Jerry Jones not too long ago said that, you know, he's going to go all in. And I hear him. I understand him. But I will believe it when I see it with my own eyes. Because what we do know about Jerry Jones, he is the greatest car salesman that we have <laughs> in North America. <laughs> might even be in competition for the world. Uh-huh. But also, he will sell water to a well. And when it comes to magic tricks and being a magician, <laughs> he will not trick me. I have to see these things happening. I want to see you in free agency go after a running back so now you can have a balanced attack offensively. I want to see you go out there and get one of these linebackers so you're not playing with the linebacker that's lighting the ass and the offensive <laughs> opponents that you're playing against are taking advantage, advantage of you like we've seen the Green Bay Packers, like we've seen the Buffalo Bills do and company, right? So I believe all these things that Jerry Jones is saying and claiming that he's going to do moving forward when I'm actually able to see those things with my own eyes. Other okay. than that, I'm not believing it. Well, you're not wrong at all because I'm not trusting it when it comes to Jerry Jones. They have so many different things that they got to fix that has nothing to do with football. And Jerry Jones is the leader of that. He loves having people talk about his team. I don't care if they're winning. I don't care if they're losing. When Micah Parsons went on the Stephen A. Smith show and he talked about changing the culture in Dallas, that's catnip to Jerry Jones because he knows what kind of reaction that was going to get. And then Chris Canty, co-host on Sportsmanlike, by the way, guy who played for the organization, did a great job talking about the organization. He keeps it real each and every morning about that organization on Sportsmanlike with him, Evan Cohen, and Michelle Smallman, 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern time, Monday through Friday on ESPN Radio. He's trying to figure out why does Micah Parson care about the authority figures when it comes to his quarterback and his head coach? You're going into 2024 with a lame duck head coach and currently a lame duck quarterback. Those are two leadership positions within any football club. And yet, the best defensive player on the team, arguably the best player on the team in Michael Parsons, has a direct line of ownership. Why 
would Michael Parsons care about the authority, the leadership of the quarterback in Dak Prescott or the head coach in Mike McCarthy when he can just go to the guy that's signing the checks and have a direct line in terms of what he wants to do and his vision for how things should get done? Even if they conflict with what Mike McCarthy wants to try to implement. Those are the things that concern me. It concerns you, Chris Canty. I hear you, but this is what happens when either people don't believe your quarterback is leader enough or they don't trust that your quarterback can be leader enough when it comes to Dak Prescott in Dallas. But also your head coach as well, right? Because, Freddie, I'm going to take this back to 2008. And previously, before I got to the Atlanta Falcons, they weren't winning, right? They was looked at as one of the bad franchises in the National Football League. Well, Mm -hmm. Mike Smith comes in, Mike McCarthy, and um, I can't remember who we had as a defensive coordinator, but the culture instantly shifted. Right. And it shifted when they took Matt Ryan third overall. But – the Atlanta Falcons brought in people that were culture changers. It was a mindset, and it started within our first meeting, uh, mini camp, right? And then it started in the offseason. Then it went all the way to training camp, and then it went to having a balanced attack offensively uh, across the board and being good defensively right. until we made the playoffs okay. our, my rookie season. Right. All these things in culture changing, mm-hmm. it just doesn't start when the season begins. True. It's in the off season. It's upstairs with your scouting department. It's with your head coach. It's in training camp. It's when things get tough. How do you face that adversity and come back from it? Are you guys going to stand together as one fist, or are you going to hear people bickering left, right, in the middle of you? And then you have so many different people going separate ways. All these things involve culture shift and culture changing. And that's not the Dallas Cowboys, in my opinion, currently right now. Don in Dallas wants to weigh in on this and the Freddie Harry call-in line on ESPN Radio at 888-729-3776. Diamond Don, what you got, my friend? Not much hot sauce, Freddie. <laughs> <laughs> that's going back to your Keisha on them days. But, uh, yeah, uh, uh, HD. Live in the deep. But I just want to tell you guys, pump y'all brakes, man, on that because you talking about culture changers. They bring Jimmy Johnson back in the building, man. You know he's a culture changer, and I, I'm, I'm glad that Michael Parsons spoke up because we need somebody of that leadership to speak up. If it's not our quarterback, that's one of the reasons why people don't think he is the quarterback for the Cowboys because he's just trying to get paid. He's not trying to do what's best for the team. And I understand what people say. Hey. Get your money. Mm-hmm. Well, he got his money before he even played it down. He had $60 million in, in endorsement deals just by being a fourth-round quarterback. You never see that anywhere else. You know, so, I mean, I just want people to, you know, give it a chance with Jimmy Johnson because this is the first year in 20-something years I've really had hope. I'm not the guy that goes, it's our year, it's our year, it's our year. Right. See, Don and Dallas, you're an anti-Cowboys fan in terms of you're realistic. <laughs> you, you, you understand exactly – Jimmy Johnson giving the Cowboys hope. I'm not going to say that you're wrong as far as that goes. The question is, will Jerry Jones listen? There you go. That, that's, that's the piece, Freddie, because you can have Jimmy Johnson back mm-hmm. in the fold. You yep. can have Jimmy Johnson in the building. Mm-hmm. But if you take his advice and then you throw it by the wayside and continuously do what you feel like is best, yep. why does it matter to have Jimmy Johnson in the fold? Yeah, because Jimmy Johnson should be on anybody's, anybody's advisory board, especially with the team that he essentially helped build when Jerry Jones bought the team and brought Jimmy Johnson to Miami Hurricanes to take over the coach. Micah Parsons is a Jimmy Johnson kind of player. He's the kind of guy you look at and say, man, I know that guy's never going to give up. I know that guy's never going to back down. I think Dak Prescott is a Jimmy Johnson kind of player. 
except when it comes to the playoffs. So Don and Dallas, I'm completely, completely with you in terms of Jimmy Johnson giving the Cowboys hope. The problem with that is the last time he was there, the owner ran him out of town. So now these guys are much older, and Jerry Jones is really entrenched as a power broker in the National Football League. I would not have Jimmy Johnson on my advisory board if I'm not paying attention to him because anything that he says, he knows that culture and knows exactly how to have a winning culture when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys. If you're not paying attention to him, you're Jerry Jones, then you're just essentially shelling out money for Jimmy Johnson to tell you how he feels, and it's going to be on point, and you're going to do what you want anyway when it comes to Jerry Jones. Big Ben in St. Louis, what do you got to say about the Cowboys and Jimmy Johnson essentially back hey, in an advisory hey, role? Hey, man, I, I, I want to say, man, I you know, I'm closely uh, connected to both of you guys. Back in the days mm-hmm. when I used to body go up for Joe Torrey when Def Comedy Jam was the hottest thing out, we used to really stay at Andre Risen's house. So I, I had a lot of love for Atlanta back in the days as I was a good friend of Andre Risen. And as far as you, uh, Brother, brother uh, Freddie Coleman, uh-huh. you know, I was a lifelong Dallas fan. For I mean, since 1971, me and my brother used to fist fight over them damn games because he was a Pittsburgh <laughs> fan and I was a Cowboy fan. You couldn't say nothing about the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. But when he got rid of my coach, Bill Porcells, I entered into a Cowboy recovery, rehab. <laughs> <laughs> and I... <laughs> and, and I got out of that rehab. Once I got out of that rehab, my head was clear, and I realized. And I said to, I said on the internet, you can go back and look at my Twitter feed from back in the day. I said until Jerry Jones, who has gotten rid of everybody that has won for the Cowboys, Jimmy Johnson, Bill Parcells, and he don't want nobody that get a little bit more shine than him. They ain't gonna never win. <laughs> so, so, so Freddie Coleman, man, hey man, I sympathize with you, man. I'm wondering if you can send me an obituary from the last ten playoffs games that they played, man. I can do it right now off the top of my head. Here lie the Dallas Cowboys. They talked about trying. They believed in trying. They enjoyed those long, wonderful sessions together singing Kumbaya. But in the end, life just got too much for them and they were unable to deal with the reality of being a playoff team. There you go. That's the obituary for the Cowboys last 10 times in the playoffs. Well Dang, done, right Shannon, back, Sh- Shannon, I'll say this, man. Like The Giants have been to a Super Bowl. The Giants you know, have won two since Fal- the Cowboys Fal- went in. Falcons the Falcons been game. to a Super Bowl. How many, Freddie? Exactly. How many Super Bowls for the Giants? The Giants have won two since the Cowboys went in. Wait, raise your game. hand if, you're, if your Super Bowl was in HD. Raise your hand the last time you were in a Super Bowl that MySpace was not invented yet. Me. <laughs> me. Me. Oh, man. But you know what? Big Ben in St. Louis, those are the kind of things that will drive me as a Cowboys fan crazy. Not Cowboys fans. I should always want to believe in my team. But I, I'm too much of a realistic person when it comes to what I've seen in this organization. Like Shannon, like you mentioned, they have not played an NFC championship game since 1995. They have not been to a Super Bowl since the 1995, going into the 1996 when it comes to that calendar year. So I love the fact that Jimmy Johnson has had conversations with Jerry Jones. Plenty of people have had conversations with Jerry Jones. Doesn't mean that Jerry Jones is going to listen because he is hell-bent on trying to win a championship and be the star of the team. That's not what championship owners do. George Steinbrenner did it with the New York Yankees. He's the exception not the rule. There are too many Steinbrenner wannabes running out there. Jerry Jones should realize when the Cowboys are terrific and winning championships, he didn't have anything to do with it other than owning the team. 
You trust the people that you bring in. Let them know what they're doing. Run the football team. Because he had a guy like Big Ben mentioned. He had Bill Parcells there. He chose Terrell Owens over him. How did that land for the Dallas Cowboys? Jerry Jones is going to be Jerry Jones. Bring in Jimmy Johnson and the fold, Harry. I'll believe when I see it, if anything's going to change with him being on the advisory board of the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, if you're Jerry Jones, at some point, you got to get tired of being sick and tired. you got to get tired of the same old things continuously happening over and over and over and over again yeah. and want to get back to that prominence in which the Dallas Cowboys were deemed America's team mm-hmm. when they were winning those Super Bowls and they became so glamorous and people were drooling out, outside of the, out, of, out of their mouths yeah. to, to watch them and cheer for them and, 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 and go, go support them in the postseason. So, mm-hmm. You got to get back to those days. Yeah, no doubt about that. Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together, and Freddie and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance. They make it easy to save you money. You, they do that when you bundle your auto policy with home, condo, renters, insurance. You earn a multi-policy discount. It's easy to bundle. It's easy to save just by visiting Progressive.com. So we want to hear from you at Triple H say ESPN. That is 888-729-3776. Uh, Jimmy Johnson is back with the Dallas Cowboys in an advisory board role and as owner of the Dallas Cowboys. I want to hear from you if we think that's going to give us hope and do you trust us now as leaders of the Dallas Cowboys to build a Super Bowl contender? Triple H say ESPN 888-729-3776. Your calls are next on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. I wonder if Jimmy Johnson has had that song sung to him by Cowboys. I don't know, Jerry Jones. Baby, you're the best. I haven't won championships since you left. He's Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together, and Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Series X and Channel 80, and always tell your smart speaker. They'll play ESPN Radio. Jimmy Johnson back with the Dallas Cowboys in an advisory board role. I think that's great as a Cowboys fan. I wonder if Jerry Jones is really going to pay attention. What do you think about this? Jimmy Johnson returned to the Dallas Cowboys. He's in the Ring of Honor in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Now back with the Cowboys in an advisory role on their board. Triple H say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Cajun Cowboys family coming one of our new favorites. What you got, my friend? Yes, sir. First of all, Eddie and Harry, I just want to tell both of y'all, I hope y'all having a great day today. Thank you, brother. And I just got two things that I want to talk about real quick. But Jimmy Johnson, first of all, 
Jimmy Johnson come back to Dallas Cowboys. That's the best thing that happened to us in a long time. I'm telling you, I was like 10 years old last time they won a Super Bowl. And I'm, I'm 41 years old right now. So it's been a minute, right? Right. If Jimmy Johnson can't get the Cowboy right, then nobody going to get the Cowboy right. I'm just saying that's fact. That's true. The second thing I want to say is Stephen A. Smith get back on the radio talking about them Cowboys with that Cowboy hat on backwards. That ain't that ain't right. He got the cowboy hat on backwards every time he wears it, and it just it made me so mad to see him wear that cowboy hat on backwards. <laughs> Casey Cowboy, you're one of a kind, my man. I love every time hey, you call. Man. Cosign, cosign. Now, now I'm gonna say this about Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson is an icon when you think about. Uh, the Miami Hurricanes, number one, the U. That's but right. also when you think about the Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. And when Jimmy Johnson at halftime gave that speech on Fox, right? Yeah, yeah. You can tell how passionate he is about the Dallas Cowboys and what the Dallas Cowboys actually means to him personally. Um, I think that's another reason why, if you look at Jerry Jones, being able to bring um, Jimmy Johnson back into the fold of things – Jimmy Johnson should have been in the Ring of Honor mm-hmm. when it came to the Dallas Cowboys. Long before. And, and I'm actually glad him and Jerry have been able to work out their differences because I think it's for the betterment of the Dallas Cowboys if Jerry Jones actually listens to him and take his advice. This is not no chip off the old block or anyone that you have um, you know, that you can go to. This is someone who had major success within your organization – and when you think about three of the pivotal players in Cowboys history, in Emmitt Smith, Troy Aikman, and Michael Irvin, Jimmy Johnson played a major part in those guys' careers as well. 100% facts, what you just said. Unique in New Jersey. He's one of our favorites. Mr. Unique, what you got for us, brother? I think Unique is having some issues trying to get through when it comes to us. <laughs> there Hello. you are. What's up, Unique? Professor. <laughs> Professor. What's happening, brother? I'm good, my man. What's happening with you? If you only knew. <laughs> <laughs> I think I had a pretty okay. good idea. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, big time. Unique, what's up on this lovely Tuesday? Man, it just got a little brighter, man. You know, got a little brighter. You know, I was a little down for a minute, and I caught that news that they bringing back that living legend called Jay. <laughs> Jay, let's do it, baby. Let's do it. Listen, man, real talk. I wanted him to be on the sideline. That's where I want him because – that was it. When I seen that halftime show and that passion came out, that's the JJ. That's what they need. So, look, snacks can stay. Go on over there and make you a sandwich, man. You know, chill out a little bit. I'm going to take over this right here. You, you, you make sure everything is good. And let that JJ line it up. And we back, baby. We back. But the culture, t- teach the young man how to say culture. Instead of cussing her, or whatever you say, I want him to stop talking, man. Tell him to stop talking, man. Enough of him, man. Go on over there and eat some snacks and get his weight up, man. Stop talking. <laughs> hey, you, you need some funny, man. Oh man. Oh my god, I got tears. 
got tears my eyes for you, Nick. Unique, one of a kind. He man. really is. Jimmy Johnson probably felt, he, oh, wish he was on the sidelines. I guarantee if he was, there's nobody <laughs> down 27 nothing at halftime to the Green Bay Packers. Oh, my goodness, Unique. You are a treat and a prince, my friend. Keep weighing in. Triple H, say ESPN, 888-729-776 on the Freddie Harry call-in line. More of your calls in the Cowboys and Kirk Cousins. And Dominoes together, that's next. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.